Shaggy. I have missed you guys. I know I say this every week, but it's because I truly just miss doing what I'm doing. And the response and feedback that I get from you guys, I miss the attention. I'm a middle child, so I don't get that a lot. So it makes me feel fucking great about myself. But I've missed you guys and just being able to be in this platform that is shit about shagging. The show where I talk utter nonsense about everything that goes on in the sheets and on the streets, love, sex, and relationships. And even though mostly the past few episodes have been more sex, I'm okay with that. And I know you guys are too. And because we don't talk about it more and I'm just so excited about it. And I just so happen to be excited about me as well. I have recently learned and this honestly breaks my heart, is that I am not as young as I want to imagine. And this is not in terms of like actual age. This is drinking fucking age. My alcohol tolerance has officially put me in late 20s mode. The past few times I have gone out... And when I say go out, I mean to a mate's place for a chilled evening or whatever. I cannot perform the way I used to do when I was 23 years old. I'm only 25 now, but I have hit like more than 25 and a half. And my body has told me, yep, we've crossed over to that other half. We are now late 20s. And it fucking sucks. The blackouts I get after just a couple, there has to be other people who experience this and not just experiencing the blackouts or whatever, experiencing the change in your body and compared to what you were accustomed to and what you are now experiencing. It fucking sucks, guys. And I don't know what is the cure for that. I don't know what it's it's just the progression of life, the natural aging system. And I just I really thought at one point I was special. I really thought that I was immune to hangovers, that I could party for X amount of days in a row, but I cannot fucking do it anymore. And I can't be the only person who thinks this. You guys have got to have experience. Let's just take it in the last four years of your life. The way you consume alcohol and the repercussions of the following day have drastically changed over the last few months or years and does it not fucking sucks I thought I had until 30 I really I really thought I had another good five years within me but no motherfucking nature was like hey Zizi you've turned 25 and you're past the halfway mark to 26 so what I'm gonna do for you darling 
is I'm going to make it painful. I'm going to make it hurt. I'm going to make you regret everything. No, not regret everything. I'm going to make you forget. I would rather fully in my own capacity and regret everything than wake up the next morning and think, holy fuck, what happened? I've reached that stage. So yeah, I might have had some slight downers, but they've made me miss you guys so much more. And that is why right now we are getting into the Shaggers fucking shenanigans. I have two potential stories from two guys who are avid listeners of the show. Hello, gentlemen. And I'm going to pick the one where I come out looking like, not the asshole, but it's very unlike me. It, it, I'm going to get real for a second here. I did not do the show or myself justice. So I had someone very near and dear to my heart back in my bed. This person happens to be an ex of mine and they know every detail of my sexual nature in terms of they know how to get me from zero to coming within three combo moves. Great. So we're in bed after a whole night of other drama. We're in bed. We're having, you know, the first round. We hit it the regular. We do some, you know, a few positions, missionary, whatever, whatever, whatever. Now he puts me, he starts off the finisher move. Him being the generous lover that he is, will always put me in my finishing move before he goes into his. Bless his soul for that. We heart him for this. So he does what he needs to do to get me to come because he's known me for so long and he knows my body and he knows how I work. He puts me in the position. As soon as he does step one, I immediately register what is going on I see what he is planning to do and in my mind, I immediately think to myself, do not let him give you an orgasm. I know it's fucking weird, right? It's me. It's me. I thought to myself, I didn't want to have one with him. So homeboy is doing, he is, you know, like square X why, whatever. He is pressing the combinations on the console. He's finishing me. He's doing everything that needs to happen. But I am making the conscious effort not to let it get to the point of me having an orgasm. Because there's a reason, okay? It's not that I'm a, I'm afraid to come in front of him. I've done it plenty of times. It's because I knew should I have that orgasm, the I will be gushing fluids and gushing emotions. I did not want to fall for him as hard as I probably would have had I had let that orgasm happen. 
And he, I didn't communicate that with him. So he continued. So just before I was about to reach my peak, I stopped him. I took a breather. He asked me, am I okay? Being the sweetheart that he is. And then I was like, no, I'm fine. Let's continue. His continue and my continue were two different things. My continue was back in a regular position. His continue was, let's get Zizi back where she needed to be. So now he's trying to get me to come again and I had to stop him. Mind you, this is fucking difficult for me because this had just happened after my dry spell and all I needed was that release. I couldn't let myself do it because I didn't want to fall back into all of that in that past relationship, knowing that the growth I needed from the both of us had not taken place. So basically, the moral of this Shaga shenanigans is if you revert back to someone and they are past feelings and you are not ready to go back to it, don't let yourself fall for the trap. And for me, that instance was not letting myself come. As Lord knows, it was fucking difficult. Oh my goodness, guys. I struggled, but I knew the repercussions were way fucking worse. I could not let myself have this guy own me, knowing that I wasn't happy with where he was as a man, since we broke up. So I, yes, I basically used him for the sex, but I did not let him manipulate me unknowingly for on his part, but I did not let him manipulate me into falling back into his whimsical trap. So should you be in the same situation? Recognize And concentrate on everything else but the pleasure you're getting. I was noticing his breathing, the temperature, the way the sheets were moving, the sounds that were occurring in the background. It took everything out of me not to focus on how fucking great I was feeling. I was focused on everything else and it helped. But for now, I got the sex that I needed to end the dry spell. And also, I didn't have an orgasm in the sense that now I'm hopelessly, again, in love with him without there being any growth on either of our parts. So, my shaga shenanigans is do what you need to do for you and make sure you do not revert to something that is not necessary until you are ready for it. And if that means sacrificing a good ass fucking orgasm, then do it because it works. Discreet desire. Discreet desire. Discreet Desire. Discreet. D-Z-I-R-E. Okay, so I've told you guys about them before. They are this amazing online sex store where you can buy a wide catalog of products. Guys, 
Toys are not just for kids. They make toys for adults. Imagine having something to play with for you that gives you more pleasure than you can ever fucking imagine. They have pleasure boxes and bundles that are just curated for a mood, a gender, a a season, uh, whatever you can think of. This month, the pleasure box is the King of Hearts, which includes the delay spray, which prolongs the sexual experience, which I love, and it's free of those nasty chemicals. They have the Malsation Metal Ring, which will give your scrotum that extra vavavoom, and the Tenga Vacuum Cup with aerostimulation, giving you breathtaking sensations time and time again. So no, sex toys are not just for women, they are for men too. So go to their website, www.discretedesire.co.za. That's www.discretedesire.co.za. And at checkout, use my promo code SASPOD to get 15% off your whole cart. There's more than 100 products for you cut you guys to shop for. So what are you waiting for? Discreet Desire and SAS podcast giving you 15% off all your wildest fantasies and dreams. Discreetdesire.co.za Discreet D-Z-I-R-E and use promo code SAS podcast for all your wildest fantasies to come true. You know what? You know I love you, so happy shagging. So, you've been dumped, or recently dumped someone, and now you have an ex. Exes are the bookmarks to your life. They come and go, some leaving a lasting impression, and others fading into the darkness. When I thought about today's topic, I realized there were so many routes I could take when it comes to this chat. And I literally have two separate drafts on how to go about it. And it fucking, it took me a few days, weeks to discover how I want to take it. But I've come to the realization of that I want you guys to get to know me as a human being and not this guru or sexpert or whatever. I am just a friend for you to have basically a one-sided but a sex conversation with. So now today we're going to talk about exes. An ex can literally hold you back in life or be the motivation for you to get your shit popping for yourself. They can be good or bad and that depends on how things ended and what you want moving forward. I personally still cannot really 
pinpoint how I view my exes. Like I have traits about them in our relationship that I'm thinking that was, that was, that was, that was, eh, that was rude. I didn't like that. I didn't want that for me, but I can't say that there's ever been an ex that truly held me back or truly pushed me to be a better person. They all have their aspects. Personally, I take a while to move on emotionally from a past lover. But sexually, fuck, I can put myself out there pretty fucking easily. It's because when I'm dating someone, uh, I give a lot to them emotionally. So when things end, I, I struggle to let go because I hold on to a lot of what they gave me and what I invested. Full disclaimer, I do not practice what I preach when it comes to this topic. And this subject, I I, I have great knowledge on what not to do that I do not follow myself. I could have easily researched this for you guys, how to best handle your ex and how to move on and six steps to help you get over them and 10 ways to get over a guy and what I could have done all of that. But truth be told, I am toxic as shit when it comes to exes. And I'm going to share that side of me today with the intent that maybe you learned something from my mistakes or hear what not to do. I hope that something that I say that I've personally done or still do can resonate the way it does with me, which is cuckoo, 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 fucking crazy, but I still do it. I don't want you guys to follow that path. Also, if you think about it, I have led you down many great avenues thus far. So the one time I tell you not to listen to me, I think you should do it because I've got that, I got that going for you. I got that. So I'm going to share this side of me today with the intent that you learn what not to do. I really hope that none of you listening think that I fully have my shit together or that I know any better. Like I said in the first episode, I'm not here to educate. I'm here to talk shit. I'm here to be that confidant. I'm here to be that friend who you wish you could have these kind of chats to, but maybe don't. I'm, I'm, I want to be that person for you guys. And that's what this chat is going to be about. It's not me lecturing you. It is me just talking from my own mistakes and mishaps. I'm just here to ask you to be better than I am. And I'm telling you what not to do. So, EX, the X. <laughs> Where do I even start? Some can be fun, so much fun, but most of the time we feel this inherent need that we need to hate them. My exes who are there for various reasons, I don't hate and 
few of them actually inspire a bit of happiness from now and then. First things first, I'm going to, there's, there's, there's a few different steps when it comes to exes. So I'm going to talk about the first three today. Firstly, it's getting to X status. Myself, your host, Zizi Siolo, I have not dumped anyone before, but I have orchestrated, if not all, but most of my breakups. I make my boyfriends end things with me so that technically I cannot be labeled the villain. This is legit shit, yo. I know it sounds weird, but when I am done with someone, be it physically, emotionally, just all of my buttons have been pushed, whatever, I use our next argument as a layup or an assist to ask you multiple times, so what do you want? Or what does this mean for us? Or my personal favorite, do you still want me? This sneaky bitch ass clever tactic can first absolve you of any wrongdoing, which leaves a little crack in the door for me to re-enter, and it allows you to play a character of self, of like having your own decisions. So when I ask you, what do you want, what do you want, what do you want, what do you want? Initially, you say, I still want you, whatever. But the more you get pestered, you're like, okay, maybe I just don't want this person in my life because they're annoying you. Second question, what does this mean for us? It means in your mind, initially, that you want to work on this. But if you get asked it multiple times, it means that, okay, maybe there's a problem And then you start searching for it. And then the last one is, do you still want to be with me? Most of the time, the answer is yes. But should you be asked that multiple times, you start to think, what if I've got the wrong answer? And as soon as you think, no, maybe I don't want to still be with you, the, the floodgates open. And that's what I am looking for in my ex. Yes, this is 1000 fucking percent toxic, but it is working for me. I don't want to be painted as the bad guy who ended things. I'm too sweet for that shit. But also, I don't want to cut all ties with said person because I take a while to let it go. So even if I want to end something with someone, I'll think of the the good things and I'll hold on to that. And then I, I know I'll find myself in a miserable situation. So I put it on them to absolve myself of guilt, but also to make them feel like they made the decision and just... I, I try to sneak... I pussy out of it, to be honest. I, I really do... The great thing about manipulating your partner to end things is that it's not really what they wanted, 
So if you are the type of person who will eventually creep back after a few months, it's easy because they weren't necessarily ready to let go. (laughs) This sounds, I know, okay, I know this sounds evil as fuck, but trust me, I am O for six. You maintain this facade of being the ideal mate without torturing yourself into staying in something you've gotten over. And then they think they've done themselves a service by ending something, but at the back of their minds, it's not really what they wanted. So they still view you eight times out of 10 as a good person. And a nice thing about incept, doing the whole inception of breaking up with someone, so incepting the idea in their brain, is if you're as fucking loco as I am, you can maintain a healthy following distance with your ex. So what I'm saying is I still check up on my ex's posts on social media. Number one is because while we're in a relationship, the algorithms of social media kind of put their posts ahead of everyone else's and they pop up first. Second reason why I do it is because I am curious to see if they are all affected by the breakup. So are they tweeting sad shit? Are they moving on with their lives? Or have they gone completely quiet? I want to know how well my manipulating of the end of the relationship has affected them. Yes, I understand. Once again, this sounds fucking toxic. But many of you said that you don't stalk your exes which is the way to go, and I love this for you guys. But personally, I am so damn curious, I can't not look. I take comfort in the fact that I'm not invested all day, every day, checking their socials, but I won't lie to you listeners either and say that I do not peep once every two weeks. I do. I do. And if you're being honest with yourself, which a lot of you after answering the questions did come up to me and say, you do. That's okay. As long as you're not accidentally liking shit or retweeting shit. You have to royally fuck me over as a partner for me not to be curious about what you were doing. I can't just disengage with a person, especially someone I've been intimate with. To those of you that can casually and easily move on, I'm in complete and utter awe. But a lot of us cannot just sever the ties like that, especially if it wasn't someone who didn't cross the ultimate boundary. If it was just a fallout or the end of a relationship because of fixable but at the moment seemed like detrimental shit, you're still invested. Now, 
with being invested, there's the whole thing of remaining friends with an ex. I think it's tricky because friends talk about relationships. Friends talk about their sexual encounters. Friends talk about their exes. Imagine going out with an ex who is now a friend and all you can talk about is work and Formula One, even though deep down you want to dish about that stranger who is sitting across the um, restaurant looking at you, smiling back and trying to figure out whether or not you're on a date or whatever. I just think it's too awkward to be friends with an ex and it could possibly lead to issues with your new partner. Sure, you say you're just in a platonic friendship, but no new partner is going to be comfortable with that. All of you would remain friends with your... No, not all of you, actually. Uh, Let me just check. A lot of you. So, 60% of you would remain friends with your ex if it ended on good terms. While others... Are legit like, fuck no, fuck that person for life, as well as the friends that you gained through them on the way. Most of us would drop the new friends we made through an ex once the relationship is over. I think it's awkward to remain friends with your ex's mates because chances are what you will discuss is your failed relationship no one wants that, or the new person that your ex is banging, and as much as you might want to hear that shit, you're just torturing yourself. Plus, can you really trust that what that person is saying stays with them? Because sides get taken in a breakup, and their loyalty is not to you. Chances are their loyalty is to who they knew longer, which is your ex. So personally, I slowly cut ties with my former friends, with my former partner's friends. And yes, I'm nice to my exes, but I hardly talk to them. And when I do engage, ah, I'm super friendly and I fall back into the comfort zone with them. but the gaps in which I take to speak to them are far and wide. So I will not speak to an ex who I've become civil with every week. I will push it like once or or every second or third month. And I'll be very strategic. I'll ask them a question, check in, and then end it like that. So yeah, I don't remain friends with an ex. I stay civil with them unless I need something. And also, I think staying friends with an ex can just hurt you in the long run, which it has for me. I tried to remain civil and then friendly with an ex. And I thought that we were on our way to rekindling things. And that wasn't the case. And A lot of the times that won't be the case. It's very rare. It is very Hollywood. It is very scripted that you find out that, 
oh shit, this is the person meant for me. Feelings might come back for one party, yet the other person is moving on to the next one right fucking in front of you. So, would you rather watch that happen or cut your losses, be heartbroken for a while and then move on? But why try to move on and remain civil and then watch them carry on with their lives? That's all I'm saying. And for this week, that's what I want to say. But I asked a few of you guys what you'd love to say to an ex. And I got mixed responses. So this week, I'm going to read the three I've taken everything and I've generalized it so there's three main categories I want to read from this week the first one was there were a lot of thank yous to exes and just thanking them for the relationship what they've learned blah 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 which is great but the one that stood out for me was I've thanked all my exes for the growth they gave me because none of them ended on bad terms So, yeah, there was a large number of you that had and wanted to say thank you to your exes, but couldn't say it to their faces and wanted to say thanks for the lessons that you learned from them through the relationship about other people as well as yourself. This I find to be a true shout out to my ex. And I think it takes a lot of maturity to look back and see those positives And to even go as far as thinking of thanking the person. So to all of you, I give props to you for having that outlook. The next category were the most real, honest, and mutually introspective responses I got. And the one I want to read out is... We both didn't fight for each other when both of us were at fault. We weren't in it together. This one is sadly comforting because blame can't be pinned on one person. But also, it it sucks because can you imagine what could have been if just one of them had fought for the relationship, even just a little bit. Yeah, timing could be off, but this person is not blaming anyone, or rather they're blaming both parties. But to have that sense of awareness and also respect for the other person that you know that They just couldn't give you everything right now. Imagine if if you had given it a little bit of time. Say the timing was off in this case. Say you guys grew or became or were friends first and then only grew into a relationship. How fucking beautiful it would have been. And this one, this this one actually kind of it hurts my heart. But nothing breaks me as much as the message to one ex I received, 
which was you broke the one thing I kept special and sacred. The one thing that made me, me. Now, I don't know what that thing was. It could be virginity. It could be faith. It it could be a lot of things. But to have someone break the fundamentals of who you are as a person and lose that in a relationship, I think that is the hardest breakup to go through where you lose a piece of yourself. This is why I'm always like, the friends you walk into in a relationship, you should walk out with. Because they were there long before this new person was there, be it especially your ride or dies. If you believed in a certain thing and you stood for a certain thing, your relationship shouldn't break you away from that thing. So here, reading this message, it, it, it's gut-wrenching. But I hope now that you were able to type that out to me and now hear it in this episode that you've let it go and you've moved on and you found someone who can either respect you rebuilding that relationship you had with whatever or you found someone that respects that thing that makes you you. And on that note, Shaggers, I am done for this fucking week. It was a long time coming. It was weird. It was emotional at some points. It was it was a lot of different aspects, but I really fucking enjoyed it. And next week, I'm going to go into the other parts of X's. And I hope that the realness that I brought to you guys is something that you'll be interested in and something that you fucking enjoyed because I did. Remember to follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at SASpodcast underscore and myself at ZZCOLO. That's Z-I-Z-I-S-I-Y-O-L-O. And I will catch you next week for another episode being part two of this episode. And I hope that you really enjoy it. You shag a bit. You love a little bit more. And know that I love you long time, shaggers. Goodbye.